Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome in, everybody, to the Topic Fandom Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Hunsinger. Uh, I, sorry, I got confused for a second. I was about to introduce the other podcast. Um, but I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger. I am joined by Chelsea, the producer. What's up, Chelsea? No, I'm not the producer. Well, how are you? I'm she, She's the producer of children. <laughs> yes. I have done that. She, she, she do be doing that, and then... We got, um, I can't even say you're joining us from the Batcave because it's like bright-eyed bushy-tailed over there. Um, the the Batcave is open. The Fortress of Solitude, for lack of a better term. We've got it's Alex in the building. What's up, Alex? What's up, man? I'm good. Um, guys, it's been a while since we got to get on the topic fandom feed. You know, life's been a little crazy for all of us. Uh, we're actually uh, recording in a different house than the last time we recorded. So, um, you know, a lot of exciting things. But... You know, we're back at it. You know, this is, don't call it a comeback. Um, you know, there's a lot to talk about. Secret Invasion is two episodes in. We've got our thoughts about that. Um, the DCU is, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's here. Word? It's coming. I don't coming. even have a word for it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the things are happening there. Including the casting of the Superman and some news there. We're going to get into that, but uh, first we're going to talk about the current thing going on. That is Secret Invasion, which we are now two episodes in. Um, The second episode airing last night. Uh, Alex, did you get a chance to watch both of them yet? I did, I did. Good show. Awesome. All right, good show, good show. Yeah, so just overarching thoughts here. So before we get into spoilers, Alex, says good show. Chelsea, what's your overarching thoughts? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's that feels like a customary Chelsea response. We are okay. back. It's better maybe. than fine, but it's not great so far. We're back. Well, there you go. There you go. That's that pushes that pushes the scale up a little bit. It's so. better than She-Hulk. Okay. Well, hell just, yeah, everything's better than She-Hulk. <laughs> just shots at Jennifer Walters. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that I'm I'm enjoying the ride here. Um, as we kind of get into spoilers, I want to say. I heard an interview with the director that said, you're not going to enjoy this show if you think of it as episodic. It is not, you know, six one-hour episodes. It is one six-hour movie broke up into six parts. So you can't really get a full picture of it until you've seen all of it. But what we've seen right now, you know, kind of act one, if you will, you know, with the, you know, the first third of the show, I think we're all enjoying it. Um, Alex, what's uh, what what's been your favorite part uh, that's happened in the the first two episodes of Secret Invasion? So I guess my favorite part is is just like the spycraft going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just old 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 spies getting together and kind of using their information to not only work together but also throw up 
you know, throw up walls of defense so that you don't, you know, kind of see what, what they're doing or see their next move. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially between like Nick Fury and then the British spy lady, I forgot her name. I'm not uh, sure what her name is either, but she's Olivia Coleman. So we can refer to her Olivia. as that. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Is that right? Yes. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it, it's fun to see that. Um, it was fun to see Nick Fury and Maria Hill again, you know, back together, but that was short lived. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you know, she, she didn't survive into episode two. Uh, but, hey, this is what I've always been asking for when it comes to to Marvel stuff is, is give me a death that matters. And I think in this show, you know, the Maria Hill death, even though it wasn't necessarily, they didn't spend too much time on it. You know, she was a a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was a part of kind of like, you know, the, 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 uh, Overwatch, you know, if you're if you're thinking about Arrow, the Arrow TV show, she was mm-hmm. kind of like the Overwatch, you know, with the Avengers, like kind of like a background character that just kind of, you know, handles the 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 minute stuff, uh, not the not the superhero stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, like you know, it's it's been it's been a good ride so far, and I, and I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm not necessarily like you you could you could actually call these first two episodes a little bit slow but it seems like the action is going to pick up a lot more quicker in these last four episodes yeah for sure i, I i'm right there with you man i mean you know the whole the whole spy nature of of the show like it you know it really gives you kind of you know born identity mission impossible type mm-hmm. feel with uh you know the the secretly following you know the meetings and of course the action and I, i've really enjoyed the action um you know, it, and it's it's grounded action. You know, it's not like a lot of special effects. It's like yeah. choreographed fight scenes, and uh, you know, it, it's it's fun to watch these characters get busy. So, uh, Chelsea, what's been your favorite part of the first two episodes? Um, I just I love Olivia Coleman's character. I think she's the funniest. Yeah, she's iconic. <laughs> yeah, she's like effortlessly funny, but. I'm really confused, so I don't really. There's not any in per, like part in particular that like I've enjoyed. I'm just confused. That's what. Well, I know so what's right your now. confusion? What What is your confusion like? I don't understand. Like the timeline of like Nick Fury was blipped, and then he's been apparently on a spaceship for an unbeknownst amount of time, and why, and. And how is Gaia an adult? How much there's just I have so many questions just about the timeline and like I don't so, know. I mean so I need so, to do more research about what's happening. So uh, Captain Marvel took place in nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Ninety five, somewhere there. And so, so Gaia I guess she's was, like the same age as like Maria Rambo, but she's like older well she's about the same age as monica rambeau yeah yeah that's what it but like she's like in her 30s but like gaia looks like she's like 20 ish i don't i, I don't know i mean you can't go well, you know what they say yeah I don't, I don't know but you know what they say right scroll, scroll don't crack so. <laughs> yeah no it's uh Olivia Coleman's been an absolute highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode, whenever you know she went on the rant about like 
Oh, he said that. Uh, well, I, I don't remember the word that he used, but she was like, "I'm used to you performing at mediocrity," mm-hmm. and then in yeah. this one, he was like, "That door was locked." She said, and "Now it wasn't, or now it isn't." What does that tell you about me and locks? Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> her character is like, she's in the crown and she plays the queen, and this character is like the absolute like opposite of her in the ground and it was jarring at first but i think that makes it even funnier for me because i'm so used to her being just like a blank sheet of paper on the ground but she's funny yeah let me ask you this before we get into the next point how do you guys i'll start i'll start with jessica i'll start with alex here a second ago but how do you sorry <laughs> i can start with alex if you it's want me fine. to okay uh, how do you feel getting to know Nick Fury on a more personal level? Uh, I don't feel like I've ever learned anything <laughs> about Nick Fury ever. Well, we learned something pretty big about him in this last episode. Yeah, the, it's kind of like when episode. we found out that Hawkeye had a whole wife and family and the whole thing. It's confusing. <laughs> how, Alex, how, how do you feel small. about it's how you got to know Nick Fury in this past couple episodes? So, one aspect of the whole MCU that I've really enjoyed, and it's a very small aspect of it, but particularly with, like, Hawkeye, uh, the show, and Mm -hmm. now with with this one, is, you know, these guys have been through some stuff over the past 10 to 15 years. And so that puts a strain on your body. That puts a strain on, you know, you and I, we talk about basketball players all the time in our other podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just looking at, how father time just completely destroys players careers you know through injury through you know just repetitious movement it just causes a it, it puts a it puts a strain on the body and so it's good to see that in hawkeye you know you especially saw hawkeye that he was just like you know the the ptsd and just the the strain on his body um from the last couple of years have been you know have taken their toll and you're starting to see that with nick fury where you know he was even a little bit older starting off from you know from the avenger get-go and what you're seeing now is you're seeing just like he he knows how to think the game i don't know if he can play the game like he used to you know as far as in in the action himself and so i do enjoy seeing that aspect of it in the show yeah i kind of want to highlight the end of the episode you know he he goes to a storage unit, he gets a car, he drives to an unknown location to a very modern house. How do you feel about the house, Chelsea? You love modern houses? Cool house. Yeah, very cool house. And we see this lady before he comes in is a scroll. And mm-hmm. when he comes in, you know, she is, you know, she's taken on her human form. And, you know, before he can even approach her, he has to put on his wedding ring indicating that they're in a relationship and they're married do we like do we think that fury knows that she was a scroll because you know she changed into a human as he like you know got into the house or is fury married to a scroll so i don't so here's my thing so they've made a big deal out of how scrolls communicate with each other and one of the biggest things that they do is they do like they hold each other's heads Mm mm-hmm you know, at their forehead. And he didn't do that with her. You know, he gave her a kiss. And so the normal meeting for a human 
especially in a relationship, is usually a kiss. Yeah. The normal meeting for a scroll is, you know, they put their foreheads together. Um, and so that kind of made me believe that maybe she is, maybe he met her, you know, after the scrolls came into play, but she was actually a scroll kind of like infiltrating his life to keep tabs on him. Man. So I think her mission is to keep tabs on Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. That that was kind of my first thought whenever like, she popped up. At first, I was like, who's this scroll and why are we following her? Like, who's it going to end up being? And mm-hmm. then, like, when he rounded the corner of the house and she was in her human form, I was like, that's weird that, you know, she would change for her husband like that. So, um, Chelsea, do you, do you support that theory? Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't realize that he, that she, like, changed before he saw her. I, I just... I thought that he knew she was a squirrel, but that makes more sense. Apparently, I'm slow. I don't. Know <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it, it could be a situation where she is a scroll. Yeah. And so, and so, if he knows that she's a scroll, I almost wonder. Maybe not. Maybe. I almost wonder if maybe Gravik is Nick Fury's son. Mm. I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, he he did meet him and his parents. Gravik's parents had been killed in battle. Yeah. And so he, he probably already has parents. So that's, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. You know, you never know with this. And I, I'm curious to see where this show goes. And I'm curious to see, you know, how Gravik and Fury's relationship kind of play into it. Because it seems like Gravik is very angry that Fury has not come through with the promise he made to the scrolls back in like what was it 95 97 something like that okay that's another like what what's he been waiting for 20 20 years and nick fury hasn't done anything to help these people well the only so so it kind of has to do with captain marvel too like maybe he hasn't been able to necessarily get a hold of her like you know she gave him that pager and said if you need me page me but like i don't think hey how's you know Give me an update on 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 the the planet finding for the scrolls. I don't think that kind of is very high on the thing. Whenever you're trying to, you know, put out fires throughout the universe, like Captain Marvel has has said to do. Yeah, because what's important is this. Like, it's not just finding a planet that's like you know that they can inhabit. It's also finding a planet that they can be safe from the Kree, because you know they're on the run. Like you know they're they're still like enemies of the Kree. So like, even if they were to settle somewhere else, you know, they would still be targets. So it's a, uh, it's, it's kind of a catch 22 in that sense. I do got to say though, you know, since, you know, in the other shows that we've covered, um, I've kind of been a stick one of the CGI. I gotta say, I think Marvel's kind of been in their bag on secret invasion. Like we was, me and Chelsea was talking about it um, going into uh, episode two about how, all of the transitions happen, you know, like as they go behind an object, and you know that how, was just a weird choice. For well, the yeah, first it was. Episode. It was definitely like a creative choice, but like it, it was also kind of cool. But like almost immediately in the second episode, you got the DH Nick Fury, which looked great, and then you have you know the scrolls doing the transformation, you know, as their pledge to Nick Fury, and it was just like. 
I feel like Marvel's Marvel's just in their bag in the in the CGI mm -hmm. department today. Too bad they so couldn't let me ask she you the same look. Oh. <laughs> let me ask you this. So I have a question. Do you think that um Rhodey is a scroll currently? Dylan said he didn't, but after that conversation, for sure. He was so aggressive <laughs> for no reason. Well, that and and just remember that that the mission of this offshoot of scrolls is to create basically World War Three, and have Russia and the United States nuke each other and destroy all the humans, um, because we know that the scrolls can live in the radiation caused by nuclear nuclear reactor, you know, breakdown and stuff like that. Um, so I I think I think that Rhodey is currently a scroll. Um, because number one whenever he was meeting with all the other countries he was basically like look y'all leave me alone you know y'all leave the united states alone because we're gonna go and handle we're gonna do whatever we got to do to protect ourselves um i think the president is probably a scroll right now um and i think like you said chelsea how aggressively he talked to nick fury it was literally know. like even when he was in the meeting with like the other like the russians and the other countries exactly yeah, yeah. he was like he was obstinate I, yeah it just like really didn't make any sense and it didn't feel like his character at all i disagree i, f I feel like roadie's always kind of been combative and like doesn't take a lot of crap. but like and only to tony stark my thing is he's that, only like, that way to the, tony stark the thing that i I, th I think that he's not a scroll is because we saw earlier in the episode that like committee of people and in that committee it had the dude from nato it had the prime minister from the uk it had other people, but like the prime minister of the UK is like, you know, what really stuck out because she is in that meeting, you know, I, I mean, presumably she called that meeting because, you know, it is in London. Um, and so, you know, she's the one that has called that meeting and Rhodey's, you know, going back and forth with her. And like, based on what we've seen, granted, we haven't seen a lot of them interacting, but you know, whenever the episode opens and it's like all the news clippings, it shows the NATO guy, it shows the prime minister lady, it shows, you know, a couple other people. And then we come to find out they're all working together, you know, in that council, but yeah. they're all supporting what they're saying. Like they're all like a, a unified front. Brody is completely like against everything they're saying. Like he is the combatant in that meeting. And is it possible that he's a scroll and he's just playing his part and like playing it up? Like absolutely, but it just goes like completely contradictory from you know everything that we've seen for for the higher up scrolls. As far as the president, I don't think the president is a scroll, but I do think the president is going to die because we know that in Captain America: Brave New World and Thunderbolts, mm -hmm. uh, Thunderbolt Ross, who is now um harrison ford is going to be the president of the united states so yeah you know i, I don't think he's a scroll yeah. but I, I do think he is going to die but yeah i i and you know i i think roadie's justified like you know much like how maria hill felt towards nick fury for just like abandoning like not just them but like you know the whole world for years like you know just hiding up in space like they held animosity they held you know disdain towards that and man, I gotta say, like Rhodey, you know, scroll or not, he was spitting some bars at Nick Fury. <laughs> like, like Nick, Nick Fury oh, trying to pull the, 
he tried to pull the brother card and he the said, race card on him. Yeah, and yeah. he and he flipped it back and he was like, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, we was able to, you know, take this opportunity from the hands of mediocre men that don't look like us, but that I'm not about to hand it over to a mediocre man that does look like us. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's he caught a body. That was a carp that was a verbal carpet bomb, is what that was. Yeah, it was. But yeah, yeah, no, I I know that's the popular theory that Rody's a scroll, but I and you know it definitely still could be, but I, I just don't feel it right now. I feel like way more people are gonna be scrolls than we think they are because he made Talos made a point to say that there's like a, a million, million of them. Yeah. That's a lot. And I feel like I feel like way more people are gonna be scrolls than we think they are. Well, um, kind of moving into the next point, uh, Alex, where do you see the story going from here? Why did Nick Fury decide to go back home? What's his next play? So, no, number one, as far as the scrolls, I think, so if you have, <coughs> excuse me, so you have super soldier serum, I think the scrolls are trying to create super scroll serum. Mm-hmm. And if you saw on that computer screen that Gaia was looking at, you know, you had Groot DNA, you had Frost Beast, uh, which have been in, in Thor 1 and Thor 2. I was wondering um, what that you, was. Yeah. yeah, you had Extremis or Extremis. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, what else? Cold Obsidian. Cold Obsidian's hand. Um, and so, there, you know, there's a scene from, like, the, from like the, the trailer, trailer yeah. where, like, you know, the scrolls put their hands together and it comes out as a branch or it comes out kind of like Groot-like. Um, and so I, I think what you're starting to see is the creation of super scrolls that way. That's what I think the scientists are doing. Um, as far as the end game and all this, um, man, I have no idea. I, I wonder. I wonder if you know, like, Fury's wife plays a role in all of this. As far as like, maybe she ends up getting killed, or I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm just I'm I'm here for the ride. You know, I I can't say that I've ever read Secret Invasion comic books or anything like that, but I mm-hmm. I do understand the premise of it and I you know, I have watched enough of like preview YouTube stuff to kind of get a premise of it. Uh so we'll see. You know, and I think a lot of it is gonna lead into um probably the Marvels and a lot of it's probably gonna lead into Captain America. What's the new title? Brave New World? Brave New World, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, we got some plot armor for why they're not calling in the Avengers in this episode because, you know, as Fury said, you know, all, you know, if they bring them in here, then, you know, they're going to be, you know, their identities are going to be taken and they're going to be doing acts of terrorism. And then that's a whole new, another new can of worms, which, you know, I mean, Chelsea was talking and she was like, can they not just copy like from a picture? Like, you know, just know what they look like. But from what we've seen of the scrolls, um, specifically in episode one, and like the fracking pods or whatever, like you have to be present well, with the person's I identity. Well, I thought they did that because they were like fully taking that person out of play and taking their place. But yeah. I feel like they can just replace anyone's image that they've seen. But you can't just have two Captain Americas walking around. Like in order for it to be believable, you have to then capture them. So like, well, I think so, uh, even the Captain Marvel though, like whenever they like landed in the ocean they automatically took the identity of people that they 
you know, encountered on the beach and even Talos in the shield facility. Like, you know, he had to encounter the guy that looked like Ben Mendelsohn before he became Ben Mendelsohn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think what they're doing with the people that are there at the compound is they're taking their memories and they're taking their, their thoughts so that, so that when they go out into the world, you can't, when he asked him about or was it Mendelssohn or Colson that he asked him certain things and you know Colson answered him incorrectly or Mendelssohn answered him incorrectly and then you know he he attacked him so I think that's what they're Coulson. doing with that but I do think yes yeah so I do think you know you have to see the person in order to shapeshift into them so that's what you know mm-hmm. that's what Gravik was doing at, at Moscow when he was just walking around and just shapeshifting into different people and that's how he got you know, that's how Maria Hill got killed because he shapeshifted into Nick Fury when he saw him. Oh, yeah. And the foreshadowing in episode one for, like, you know, the culmination whenever Fury finally comes face-to-face with Gravik and he realizes that he's seen him in literally every scene in the entire episode as a different person. Like, Gravik's mm-hmm. just been one step ahead of him the whole time, which just, like, shifts kids. Which, which, which to a spy that's horrible to them you know that, that yeah. shows them that they're kind of like they're not one being step a very behind. good spy mm-hmm. exactly yeah absolutely but um you know easter eggs we kind of mentioned you know all the all the things listed in the computer um was there any other easter eggs that you guys caught um i don't think so i mean we we now we now see what we now see that his eye is actually just another spy crafting because he put the eye on the on the owl in order to spy on Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman. So that's the reason he doesn't wear a patch anymore is because that's an extra tool for him to use. Ah, oh, right, like a contact. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, Chelsea's very annoyed I... that like they've retconned the whole eye patch. <laughs> eye. Because like mean? he didn't have like he didn't have like the scratch marks on like the Avengers and Iron Man like whenever we first saw him, and then like oh. ever since after Captain Marvel like he's got the scratch marks visibly. Uh, you know, things are yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, overall, you know, on the first two episodes, how are we feeling? You know, we we got our we got our two thumbs down, one thumbs down. We got the fist and one thumbs up, two thumbs up. Uh, how are we feeling? I'm, I'm going to start with Chelsea. Chelsea, how are you feeling about the show so far? I give it one thumbs up. One thumbs she, up. She's yawning, Chelsea. so this is, a, this is one thumbs up. <laughs> it's, it's a tired one um, thumbs up. I, I'm, I'm also giving it one thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. I'm also giving it yeah. one thumbs up. All right, yeah. And, you know, uh, as I do, you know, I, I, I'm very two. much more positive. Yeah, I'm giving it two thumbs up. I'm oh, having a great time. Up. What? I've had... I've had very little issues with anything that's going on. We haven't even mentioned uh, Amelia Clark. I, I think Gaia's Let's been really good in the show. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, Talos, has been phenomenal he's in been the great. show. Yeah, he's been great. Like, the acting is great in this yeah. show. Um, I, I like where the story is going. Like I said, I commented on the visuals, the action. Like, it's hitting all the high points for me. So, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I right wonder now, if it's so. going to be a show. I wonder if this is going to be a show that, like the director said, you know, this is a six-hour movie that's been broken down into, into you know, six one-hour mini-movies uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to this being a, you know, a six, 
episode miniseries. Like, I, I wonder if this is one of those things that you watch, like whenever you have all the episodes, you just watch it straight, like on a on a binging on a on a binging thing, and mm-hmm. enjoy it more that way than broken up week by week by week. I do wish they would have just released it so that it could be watched that way if that's how it's meant to be watched. Because when episodes like are slow like this, even though you're interested, it's kind of like, oh, come on, can we just get to like the meat of it, you know? There's yeah. been a lot of people calling it Marvel's Andor, which, you know, we still haven't got to watch Andor, but from what I've heard of people talk about it, you know, they release like three episodes, like, on premiere night, like back to back to back. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe it could have benefited from, you know, maybe these first two episodes, you know, if that's like the first yeah. act, like, you know, releasing them together, I think that would have made some sense. But either way, Get I'm to the I'm option just, and, you know, after, after the first couple episodes. And depending on what the week, if, you need to watch it. Yeah, we do. We do. We got we got to catch up on all this. We haven't even watched season three of Mandalorian. It was so boring. How many episodes did we get into it? We got like three episodes. Three episodes, and we never finished it. I know. Yeah, we probably got to tap back in. You got to finish strong. You got to see when all the Mandalorians get together. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Well, speaking of spoiler alert, I mean, I'm not going to get the spoiler, but, you know, based on the leaks that I've read about Secret Invasion, we may be having a very interesting character resurfacing episode three so are you saying very interesting because it's very interesting that i mean i can't explain why it's very interesting but <laughs> that's all i gotta say very very interesting so stay tuned well for i have i have no idea what you're talking about so hey great hey it'll be a surprise to me there you go okay but if it doesn't happen i'm gonna be sad well if it doesn't happen we can talk about it okay and if it does happen we can talk about it. that's the beauty of teasing it <laughs> it's such a tease yeah. Well, Alex, uh, got a little bit of time. Do you want to comment on the Superman casting before you go off, or you just want to peace out? Uh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I, I'll comment on it. I, I can't I can't give you too much information about it because I don't <laughs> really know these actors too much, but I will say that to a T, they, they look very much like young, you know, Lois Lane, young Ken Clark. Um, Clark Kent. Or Clark Kent. Clark Kent. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, hey, I mean, as far as casting goes, great job, DCEU. You know, great job, James Gunn. Um, so we'll see where it goes from here. Absolutely, man. Well, I saw, so I, I saw The Flash, the movie The Flash. I, no, have you guys seen it? No, mm-hmm. we still haven't seen it. It was all right. I, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. Like, I do think that you can mess up a little bit whenever you start a TV show first that's a successful TV show. Mm-hmm. And then you go in and cast another person to do the movies because I love Grant Gustin as, mm-hmm. as the flash. Like he is, He's you know, perfect. every, everybody He's has unproblematic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the number one. Yes. Um, number one, two, three, four, and five is, is that. <laughs> um, but I mean, like he did such a great job as the flash on the show. Yeah. That when they brought you know Ezra Miller on, listen, I don't I don't know too much about Ezra Miller, but the way that the character plays in the movies, very goofy, very like awkward. Like I know there's an awkwardness to Barry Allen, but Grant Gustin also had like a little bit of 
little bit of swagger to it. You yeah, know, there's a little bit a, of awkward. He has an awkward arrogance to him, kind of exactly. like Spider Man. Like but, he, he knows he's smart. He knows yeah. he's very intelligent, and he knows that he can probably beat you mentally. Um, now, physically, he didn't get those until he got his powers, and that's where you kind of see the, you know, the, the swag, the but the awkwardness also. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know, and and like the the background story, as far as like in the movie, like he sees this girl, and she's um what's her name West um, Iris Iris, Iris West, but like they met in college. Like, to me, that was completely, like, kind of blasphemous, because I was like, oh, so Joe West didn't raise him whenever his father went to jail or yeah. in the movies? So, so yeah, so that part of it, the movie was okay. Like, after you get past, like, the first act of it, which was kind of weird, um, you get to the to the backstory and him trying to save his mom and all that stuff, and it gets good. It's, it, it's a pretty good story, pretty good movie after that. Um, but yeah, like I, I gave it like a six point five out of ten. Um, but yeah, yeah. Maybe, we'll, we'll have to tap into that. We still haven't seen Guardians three either. The you have not seen Guardians three. I know you were in the hospital a lot of that yeah. time. But. Yeah, the only reason we got to see the Spider Man movies because we got to bring our kids. Yeah, Spider Man was good. You went without me. Yeah, and then she went and saw it with her uh, with her sister. We'll, we'll have is to Gu- give a post. Is Guardian still in, in the in theater? I don't I think, think it so. Is. Maybe it might be. I mean, it might be like that one or two shows. It sounds like it sounds like the Amazing Spider-Man bitsy bitsy spider thing. Can you hear us? It was, are, you, are you? Are you there, Alex? Hmm. All right. Well. Uh, I don't see you moving. I don't hear you say anything. So we'll peace you out until next time, sir. Uh, nerd up and geek out. <laughs> Just kick him out. All right. Anyways, so um, yeah, we'll have to give a posthumous uh, Spider-Man review. A what? Posthumous. I Means like afterwards. Oh, did he jump back in? Posthumous, man. Posthumous. Oh. <laughs> He can, he can hear me in the, in the background. I can hear you guys. I can hear you guys the whole time. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and bow out. Nerd <laughs> up. Geek out. I'll see um, y'all. I'm going to take it easy. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah, posthumous. We'll have to do a posthumous uh, um, review of the Spider-Man movie. Absolutely. But... Yeah, I'm the Superman casting, so you know we we didn't mention who it was. David Cornswat and Rachel Brosnahan, mm-hmm. and you said both of them were from the Marvelous Miss Maisel. He's Mason? not. No. Okay, I was about but to say. But he's from. He's in a different show that's like a period piece like that, where it's like in the fifties ish, something like that. I don't remember, but she has said in multiple interviews that she would love to play Lois Lane. So she spoke into existence. She manifested it. 
just like Tom Holland. Very nice. I think they'll be great. Just like I'm, Samuel Liu. Uh-huh. I love to see that they're casting younger versions of the characters because they're not I mean, I don't know. I What are you looking at? Uh, I'm trying to see what what he was in. I mean, he's in some random things for like one episode, some random movies. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to see that they're casting younger actors so we will not see these superheroes in their like mid forties because that's not how the story goes. Yeah, low key, I wish they would just stay in Matt Reeves DC universe where you already have Robert Pattinson as Batman. You have it's not Zazie Beats, it's uh Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle Catwoman. And, I don't think they're making even a sequel to it. Yeah, no, they are. But, like, they're making it standalone. Yeah. Um, you know, they're also dabbling in the multiverse. That was I don't like, even understand was. how so. all of that can be happening at the same time as other ones. It truly, like, DC is just a mess. Mm-hmm. That's why they brought in James Gunn. But he's, he's not making it better. Well, he hasn't done his movie yet. Like, The Flash was already made. They were going to release that regardless. Like, Blue Beetle is the first, like, James Gunn. James Gunn didn't DC make Blue movie. Beetle. Yeah, but, like, he's pushing it. Like, he's endorsing it. Like, it's part of the thing. I'm very excited about Blue Beetle. Me too. I think we both are because we, we both we love, love Cholo Maradwana from Parenthood and Cobra Kai. Um, I think he's going to be awesome. And just keep talking. I can't just keep talking. I have no one to talk to. <laughs> talk about why you're talking about okay, people. yeah, but year probably ten years ago, eight years ago at least, we watched Parenthood, and Cholo was maybe like nine or ten on the show, and then you know we were like fan casting Blue Beetle, and I was like, oh my gosh, he'd be perfect. I've been saying this for like so long and then he got casted and i just was beside myself because I, we've done a million fan casts i've said a million times i would love for this person to play this person it never happens the fan casts never work out but this one did we also would have liked for him to play sam alexander nova mm-hmm. would have been would have been good equally i mean at this rate people be hopping back and forth yeah <laughs> who knows the two time of getting getting both checks. He's about to have some free time with Cobra Apparently, Kai. There's no rules against it. I always thought that. Why, why would there be rules against it? I don't know how you can have a contract with a competing com, with a competitor at like the same time, or to say, "Oh, I made movies for Marvel for ten years, but now I'm just going to switch sides." It's like that TikTok sound where well, they the go switching over. sides. Yeah, I don't understand. Contracts over, contracts over. I mean, unless there's like verbiage in your contract that says you can't go make. It seems like there would be, but apparently not. Yeah, no. Um, I. But yeah, I mean, Rachel Brosnahan from Marvel, Marvel Smith Maisel, and uh, what what I've gathered is she is in that show. 
it's like it's a comedy like she's funny like she's like a really charismatic actress so well i hope so because amy adams <laughs> version of lois lane was not funny yeah well there was a lot about the snyder verse that wasn't funny it was supposed to be dark and grim it wasn't even dark and grim it was just boring and gray <laughs> it's just sad but yeah there's a there casted and james gunn actually commented on when the new batman would be casted instead of just keeping robert pattinson he said we are years and years away from that so we will see what happens there i i just kind of have to wonder what i would have loved to have seen is like okay james gunn is picking up with the dceu start with totally new characters that we have not seen give us something actually totally and completely fresh and then a few years down the line introduce the characters that we know there's no break in between what's happening i mean i know it's been years since justice league and they all came out but it all still feels so fresh because it's been drug out for so long and it's been like like a snowball nightmare of just like bad movies, you know, I would have, I wish that he just would have started with like something totally different and not Superman. Cause also that's how they tried to start out this DC you with Superman with man of steel and build around it. I mean, to be fair, the start of the new DCU is blue beetle. That is a completely new and different character. I understand that technically, but that wasn't James Gunn's doing. He's just working off of what already exists, and I'm happy about that. But you know what I mean. Like, the hype around the new everything James Gunn is doing is not, oh, James Gunn made this Blue Beetle movie. It's James Gunn is casting Superman right now. And I wish they would have waited to release who had been casted until the Blue Beetle movie had actually come out. Because it's like stealing the spotlight a little bit. When does it come out? I don't know. Like August or something? I am glad that they're not. They were originally just going to release it on HBO. It was just going to be HBO movie. Yeah, like they did the Mortal Kombat ones. But I'm glad it's actually going to come to theaters. Was it Mortal Kombat like that because of, uh, yeah, it's August 18th. Because COVID? I don't know. I think it was. Well, they were doing like the Batwoman movie on HBO too. That was just the thing that they were going to do, was release some of the like, not bigger things on HBO. Yeah. Well, speaking of HBO, we have one more little uh, grain of Grain of substance to talk about in House of Dragon season two. Uh, Chelsea, do you want to kind of explain what's been put out there? I mean, basically, they just started filming and some set footage leaked of um, what's presumed to be a funeral procession. Procession? Procession? Am I saying that right? Procession. (laughs) And then also what is presumed to be a parade um, with a dragon head being on display. Should I spoil? Should I say things? Should I, it should is it a just 
funeral procession. Procession. There you go. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert for House of the Dragon season two. The funeral procession is going to be of Aegon and Helena's two boys. They're pro- I we're all assuming that they're going to open the episode with um, the horrific events of blood and cheese. I won't. I'll spare you some details, so it's not a complete spoiler. But that will probably be what the funeral procession is. And then the dragon that is killed in the parade is Maylie's, which is, um, I just forget her name. Oh, uh, it starts with an R. Does it? Yeah. Bro, this is terrible. Rainies. Rainies yeah, is yeah. dragon. Look at you pull Who that, is, but. Um, Rainier's mother-in-law, Lena's mom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in case you forgot. Um, and then yeah, I'm definitely gonna need a a Targaryen family tree refresher before we yeah. start this. You need to plug up the computer. It's, also, I'm about to read the Dance of the Dragons books. I'm actually gonna read the book. Probably after I finish the book I'm reading right now, I'm gonna start it before the show kicks back up. It's a but I don't think it's gonna come out until next summer. It's gonna be a while. So sad days. Yeah, and also HBO greenlit another spinoff of HBO or of Game of Dragons. Um, Game of Dragons. What I say? Game, Game of Dragons. Sh- the Song of Ice and Fire the series, etc., etc. Et anyway, they're doing the Hedge Knight, Tales of Duncan Egg. I think that the um, tentative name is the Hedge Knight, but it could change. I don't know anything about that, to be honest. But yeah, seems kind of like a buddy cop type thing, a medieval buddy cop type mm-hmm. show. I think there are three books of it that tell their story i'm pretty sure yeah we will definitely keep you brief when more information drops about that uh not a lot trickling out of king's landing as of now still waiting for information on snow i want to see what's happening with our friend john snow and tormund giant spain and ghost. snow or not snow ghost <laughs> yeah that's his name every time sorry it's don't disrespect the direwolf. Protect your neck. All right. Well, uh, I think we covered quite a bit. Like I said, we definitely need to do a post posthumous. Yeah, I almost said posthumous again. A posthumous <laughs> review of Spider Man Across the Spider Verse um, with Alex in the coming weeks. It was perfect. That's all you need I to mean, know. Yeah. Uh, next week we will be back with uh, episode season three, episode season Secret Invasion episode three um, review reaction and breakdown. Um, yeah, and we're back, baby. Topic fandom back at it again. If you have not followed us on Twitter at topic underscore fandom, uh, listen to us anywhere you find our part and. Anywhere you listen to your oh podcast, gosh, I, I got my words all mixed up. You're saying House of Thrones and Game of Dragons. 
you I'm trying to made say, me say it like that. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Just search topic fandom and you will see Chelsea's magnificent art. Um, got Chelsea to watch Invincible, so we'll be covering Invincible season two when it comes out. The Boys season four, whenever it comes out, which Invincible. we still got to wait for the writer strike season to end for that to happen. A lot of fun stuff coming up in the world of fandom. So keep it here on Topic Fandom for all the latest. But until then, hope everybody has a great night. Uh, nerd up and geek out. Thank you for listening to the Topic Fandom Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Our podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Find our podcast, leave us a five-star rating and positive review, and spread the word if you enjoyed it while we try to grow this thing. Until then, nerd up and geek out.